Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I do what it tells me to do. I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God one more hand this morning. He's working. Amen. Why do we say that? Well, because I am who God's word says I am. So in other words, you got to know what God's word says so that you know who you am. I, I have what God's word says I have. Well, what's it say you got? Always looking for somebody to tell you, why don't you take time and find out what God's word says that you've got? I can do what it says I can do. It doesn't mean, it, it, it's not ability, it's permission. I can do anything God's word tells me I can do. Nothing can stop me from doing what God's word says I can do. I don't mean nothing will oppose me. I mean nothing has the authority to keep me from accomplishing what, what God's word says I can do. If God says I can do it, then I know I have the right, the ability, and, and I've been permitted by God to do it. It doesn't mean that the enemy or other voices or other mentalities or other belief systems aren't going to try to stop me. You know, the Bible says I can live without fear. Does that mean you're going to? Well, it means you're going to if you elect to live without fear. You can demonstrate fear's defeat every day of your life. Don't mean you ain't never going to be afraid. It means that when fear comes, you're going to stand up and say, wait a minute, I got a word from God. Matter of fact, I got 365 words from God. Isn't that weird? That 365 times in your Bible, it says, fear thou not, or be not dismayed, or be of good courage. Makes a reference to you don't need to be living under the influence of fear. So one for every day of the year, you got a promise that says, fear thou not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I can stand up in the face of fear and quote Isaiah 43, 1B from the King James Version. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? You don't have to live in fear. You got God's word. But if you don't know what God's word is, then when things get scary, well, you're just nervous. Isn't it weird that we are born again, spirit-filled, Bible-believing people who live just like people who ain't never met God. There's a, hey, how many, how many times in life, how many areas of life do, do, do we have the same thing going as non-believer? Somebody separated from God completely, at, but we got, we got God on our side. Psalms 118, Amplified Bible, verses 4 and 5, I think it is. The Lord is on my side. God's on your side. How come you're just as bitter as people who don't have Jesus? It's weird in here today. Y'all looking at me like, no, that was the first crowd. That was the first, first service. Those are the people. But you know what's really weird is in first service, they said it was going to be you. So, uh. Whom ought to believe? We serve a good God. We serve a great God who has a great plan. Have you heard that one? Jeremiah 29, 11. 
I know the thoughts and the plans I have for it, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. How come we believe the same way that a non-believer believes regarding the plan of God? How come we're under the impression that lack and, uh, and, uh, and chaos and all that stuff is going to impact God's plan? No, I, I, I'm just trying to, trying to help you this morning. Just want to, just kind of want to encourage you. If I have to uh, irritate you a little bit, I'll do that. Something get you to move, get you, get, get you off that spot that where you just, you just kind of hung up on that spot where you're not, you, you're not all that different from, you know, somebody who's yet to be connected to God. I think we settle for lifestyle and result that is so much less than what God could do. Why do we settle for that? Why do we live as if there's more poverty than there is prosperity? When it comes to bad things, you have no problem believing that something bad could happen. But when it comes to good things, it's like there's not enough good to go around. Don't you know that there's more good than there is bad? We got more healing than there is hurting. I I believe that there's more joy than there is sorrow. That there is more hope than there is despair. I believe that there is a greater pool of hope that you can tap into than there is all the despair that you could combine. You know what we've totally ran out of? Shelby and I have ran out of lack. Totally out of it. Can't find no more lack. Wish some of you guys would quit trying to hunt me down to give me yours, but we are totally out of lack. God's word. God's word, man, it'll, it'll, it'll empower you. You know, how could Paul say in Philippians 4.13, it says, I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who is infusing me with an inner strength. I'm ready for and equal to anything? Yeah. I'm ready for anything. There are days I don't feel ready, so I just pray in the spirit. Get ready. Right? But I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way. Then when something comes, we act like we're not prepared for this. I don't have what it takes to handle this. Can somebody help me? Can, 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 and, and, and I'm not trying to belittle you if you're in a painful situation. There, there are days, but when that becomes an entire lifestyle, well, then you're, you're living the wrong life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundant, amplified, abundant life, to the full, to the top, till it overflows. We're talking about a life that's bigger than any chaos that could possibly be stirred up. We're talking, you know, Psalms 119, verse 165, great peace have those that love thy law. Nothing can cause him to stop, fail, cave in, quit. Nothing can harm them. Luke 10, 39, that, that you have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Come on, guys. We, we're not just your average Joe Doe out on the street. No, we got God on our side. And when we connect to God, we got more than a T-shirt and a bumper sticker. Man, I, I know people, and, and, and we're just saying this for the tape, obviously, none of us, but, but uh, uh, we're going to mail this to people that we know. But I know people who have less, how do I put this without being too offensive, um, I know people who, who they're, they're, man, I tell you, if, if we were at Vegas, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to bet on them. I doubt, I doubt their family's going to make it. 
I doubt their finances are going to make it. I, and, and I know several people who, who are atheists and they smoke reefer and they got a better chance of living a victorious life than some of these believers do. Come on, guys. Don't, don't sell in for, well, I'm going to inhale and exhale and hang on till Jesus comes. Because we might cut off your air supply. Because we're looking for somebody that can rise up here and say, hey, you know what? I'm tired, I'm tired of being beat up by a defeated enemy. I'm tired of living like, like it, well, if, if, if I go to church, I'm going to be taught good manners. And how, how, to, how to be nice to people. And, and I'm going to have a, 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 a circle of friends that we can slip out and go boating with on the weekends. And justify our not being in church together. Okay, uh, okay, anyways. <laughs> I'm just going to have fun today for about 20 more minutes and then let you go. Let's see what happens. I think it's Romans, uh, is it 8.14? That as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You know, how many of you know this Bible? It's, that's not a denominational doctrine. That's just Bible. You, you know what I... Okay, I, I didn't share any of this with last night or first service. It's going to be a totally different little thing here. Um, but I was born and raised in church. And you know what I found out at about age... When, when did we move to, to Salem? How old was I? How, Evan, Evan was what? He was born... So less than 20 years ago, I'll just put it that way, less than 20 years ago, Shelby and I were pastoring a church in Salem. You know what, I, in my study time, you know what I learned? That some of the stuff they taught me at church wasn't even Bible. Honestly, I, 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 it was about then that I started realizing not everything they said was Bible. It wasn't evil. It just wasn't Bible. You couldn't, couldn't find it. Well, maybe if they had written it on the margin. Because then they could say it says in the Bible. You know, you can write anything you want in the margin and say, I read in my Bible. I read in my Bible, and I can tell you what I read. And because you don't study it, you might believe it. Now, 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 now they, were, they weren't being evil. It's kind of like, you know, if you join a bowling league... There are certain things they want you to do, and they tell you. It's, they don't, like, spring it on you later. They just tell you. You're going to pay your dues. Okay? If you don't pay for the games and don't pay your dues, you're, don't wear our shirt. Okay? We will come to your home and get the money from you. But you're paying your dues. You're going to have shoes, bowling shoes, right? Because you're not messing up the lanes. You're going to wear these special shoes. And I like them so much, I bought a pair. Because those shoes are cool. And uh, you, you're going you, to have a towel, and it's going to have an initial embroidered on it. You're going to have a shirt, and it's got patches, and on the back's your team name. And you're going to have the bag that carries the ball. No, excuse me. You're going to have the double ball bag. And if, you, if you're any good at all, you might actually have a three-baller with an extendable handle and wheels so that you roll it in, and we know when you get to the Right? You're going to have this thing that holds your wrist just like this, exactly like that. You know what that's for? Pepsi fits right in there. And then you drink like that. 
You can get all that stuff. And there's certain leagues they expect you to have that. How many of you know that that don't mean you can bowl? You still throw gutters, but you got the stuff. And a lot of us, we've, we've got all the, the Christianese artifact, right? We, we got the bumper sticker, we got the t-shirt, we got the smile, we got the, the, you know, we got the shirt, the shoes and stuff. We still, we live like we're lost. We can't tell any difference between us and somebody who don't know God, except by the fact we got the shirt and that thing that holds our, you know, communion cup. It ought to be different. Come on, guys. We ought to be led by the Spirit. See, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. That's not a denominational teaching. That's your Bible. I think we ought to just, you know, here, you know, people ask all the time, well, what kind of church is the garden? We have, what does that mean? I don't know what your background is. Maybe, maybe it's Catholic. Maybe it's Baptist. Maybe it's, you know, Lutheran. Maybe it's Pentecostal. Maybe it's, I don't know. Help me think of some other ones. Uh, pre- what? That one. She's speaking in tongues. Uh, uh, what'd you say? Episcopalian. Okay. What, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. How about we just believe the Bible? How, how about we just believe the Bible? We just do what the Bible says. Okay. And then we get nitpicky later when, when we just want to eliminate some people. <laughs> oh, we don't like you. Uh, okay. How do we do this? Um, okay. You got to wear the shoes. Okay. We'll figure that out later. But for right now, let's just, let's just believe the Bible, right? Let's, let's just look at somebody and say, I hope we read the book. <laughs> can, can I just share this to you? I, I, just, I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. Let me just throw this out. Let me just throw this out. I got to tell you this. And I hear people say it all the time. You know, I read the book and we're going to win. And I've got, I got to tell you something. We're not going to win. We already have one. And if you're under the impression someday we're going to win, you've already lost. Because you're missing out right now on the victory that you already have. So we ain't going to win. We did win. We won. We won. We won. We won. We won. We won. We are the champions, my friend. Better get in the Bible. Romans 8. Romans 8, I want to talk to you today. Get buzzed. Get energized. Get jacked up a little. Get some life flowing. Get supercharged. Get, well, I don't know what talks to you. It, you, you know, in the morning when I, when I wake up, the very first thing that I think of, I, I gotta, this will be shocking to some of you, but when I open my eyes in the morning, I don't just start singing hymns. I usually say something like this, and Shelby says, coffee's coming. Because she's up a long time. She's the morning girl. I'm the late night guy. I wake up in the morning. She brings me my coffee. I had 25 years of marriage in August. 25 years. Wow. Yeah. I love you, babe. Shelby, Shelby don't drink coffee. She don't, she's, she can proudly say, it has never touched my lips. <laughs> but she can make it. Thank you, Jesus. Because before I think of anything else in the morning, I'm thinking caffeine. Caffeine. We're saved in this hope. What hope? Do I going to have a cup of coffee before I get out of bed? That's a hope that saves me. We're saved in this hope. 
And hope that is seen is not seen. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Hey, hope of salvation. You, you do realize that the thing you're actually saved, that salvation, the thing you're saved from is actually yet unseen. So you got the hope of salvation. This is a, we're saved in hope. Oh, I, hey, I know I'm saved. You never convinced me I'm not. But you won't really prove it until you're either in heaven or hell, right? This is the hope. But this hope that is seen is not hope. For Why does one still hope for what he sees? It's just Bible. We're just reading the Bible. Look at verse 25. If we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. It's coming. It's coming. Look at verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. You know what? In, the, in the, just the next 14, 15 minutes, just stay with me, okay? We're going to cruise through some Bible. But can I just throw this at you? Most of us have some weaknesses. There are some things. I mean, as gifted as you are, there are some things that you could just use a little help in. Hello? Well, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. That old King James says infirmities. You know, the, the things that, that are just beyond you, the Spirit will help you. Can I tell you today that you don't have to handle life alone? There is help. When I think about what God has called me to do and what he's spoken in my spirit to do, what I'm going to accomplish with my life, I suddenly, instantly, instantly realize I need help. God's leading us into battles we couldn't possibly win. He's causing us to deal with situations that we couldn't possibly understand, problems we couldn't possibly solve, situations we couldn't possibly afford, but we've got help. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. There are some areas where you could use help. Don't look to the left or right right now because they're, they're, they're waving hankies looking at you. That's right. Look at my brother. You could use some help. We don't even know what to pray. We don't even know how we ought to pray. You get five church people in a room and one problem, and they argue about what we're going to pray about. We don't even know how we should pray like we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. Oh, come on, somebody. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look at 27. I, I love 27. It says, he searches the hearts and knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. One translation says that the Spirit, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying the perfect will of God. Oh, hello. There are, there are times when, 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 you know, when you just... You don't get it. I know you think you get it, but you don't get it. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. One translation of the Bible says that if you call me, I'll show you hidden things, fencing things, secret things. Uh, in other words, things that you don't know, you couldn't possibly know. You, you couldn't possibly know, but God's saying, I'll tell you, just call me. Why don't we call him? Because we're the, under the impression we know everything. Hello? I got this. I'll handle this. But the Spirit prays the perfect will of God. The 
per- the perfect will of God. Look at verse 28. Most of us have pulled this one out of the Holy Ghost fortune cookie holder. On the table, you know, read this one. This is one of the popular ones. We know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. I'm going to teach you some Bible stuff this morning, guys. I know you read that and it says all things work together for good. And if you're not careful, the enemy will get you to lock onto this verse and cause you to accept the unacceptable. And tell you that in the end, it's all going to work together for good. Do you love God? Yes, I love God. Do you feel like you're called according to purpose? Yes, I feel like I'm called according to his purpose. Well, then everything's going to work together for good, isn't it? And you'll say, yes, it is. And I'm here today saying, no, it ain't. There's a bunch of stuff going on in your life right now. It ain't working for good. It ain't even working, let alone for good. It ain't working. You ever been there? I can say that. I can say that in my life. That there have been areas in my life that it, it wasn't working. And it definitely wasn't working for good. So me and Jesus are going to have a little chat because I'm going to get up there and I'm going to tell them people that when they do what you said, you're going to produce what you promised every single time. And now check this out. It ain't working for good. What's going on? And God said, right, because you ain't doing what I said. I said, but your Bible says we know that all things. He said, read it again. I said, okay, we know that all things. He said, read it again. You got it screwed up already. Well, it says right there, we know. He said, stop it. Back up. Read it. What's it say? We know. And it does not start with we. It starts with what? And, and means that it's tied to what came before it. Well, what came before it? Look at verse 27. Likewise, uh, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the spirit prays the perfect prayer according to the will of God. Then comes 28. And so, and when the will of God is there and we know that in the will of God, all things work together for good. So if you want to get all things working together for good, you got to get in the perfect will of God. If you're going to get in the perfect will of God, you're going to have to find some way to surrender that carnal nature and get led by the spirit of God. We're going anywhere. You're getting anything. See, this explained a lot to me because there's all kinds of, excuse me, second service Sunday. I'm tired. There's a bunch of crap that didn't make any sense to me at all. And I'm going, God, what is up with this stuff? And he said, look, man, you got to get in the spirit. That ain't ever going to work for good. That nasty attitude ain't ever going to work for good. That, that, that broken relationship ain't ever going to work for good. Get, but get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. Get led by the spirit. And all things will work together for good. Because you're called according to his purpose. Not your own. Not your own. See, in the natural, I think I'm pretty sharp. I think I'm pretty in tune. I think I know what God wants. But that's, that's kind of like me saying, we've been married 25 years. Shelby knows that nobody's for her any more than I am, and I think I know what she wants. I think I know how she likes it. I think I know what she wants me to know. So when we go out to dinner from now on, I'm just going to order for her. And she's going, excuse me, excuse me. I don't want what you think I want. I want what I really want. Hello? But I know what you want, 25 years. You're so lucky. <laughs> oh, God's been good to you. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute how she made it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Things start working for the good when you're in the will of God. How do I stay in the will of God? Well, according to what we just read, we'd be praying in the spirit look at Jude 20 Jude 20 chapter 1 
verse 20, the book of Jude. One could say that this scripture is in every chapter of the book of Jude. Um, you, beloved, <laughs> build yourself up on your most holy faith. <laughs> build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. How do you build yourself up? Notice, you build yourself up. Daddy can't make you strong man. Seen the cover of Muscle Magazine? That's who, that's who we want to be. Well, then you had to get up off the couch and head to the gym. Instead of a jelly-filled donut and a remote control, you're going to have to have a protein shake and a drive to the gym. Right? You get in there, you're going you're gonna to build them up. Well, build up yourself. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Pray. Look at, look at verse 21. Uh, keep yourself in the love of God. Guys, let's talk about that a minute. How do you keep yourself in the love of God? I honestly, I, I don't have any problem being transparent with you. I can struggle with keeping in the love of God at church. I guess I shouldn't have said that to you. <laughs> Serious, man, there have been times. Today, I looked down the aisle, looked at TJ and said, pray in the Spirit, son, pray in the Spirit. So many people out of the love of God can't get along, can't forgive, can't, can't make it, you know, you know just why? Well, you're, you're just out of the Spirit. You're, you're in the flesh. I totally understand it, but we can't justify it. Well, that guy is an idiot. Pray in the spirit. What do you want me to say? Yep. <laughs> no, no. We got to pray in the spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself built up in your most holy faith. Pray, praying, praying in the spirit. What happens? It's just, just a question. What happens to us when we think, well, I don't believe in that? I wasn't raised in that. You know, I was raised in a different denomination. Like I told you, I grew up in church. I, they told me all kinds of stuff. It was nice. It just wasn't Bible. I'm just reading the Bible to you. Keep yourself in the love of God. Look, look at verse 20. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Okay, we'll just go on. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Check this out. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man, but speaks to God, for no one understands him. I, here's why I don't pray in the spirit, pastors. I, I, don't, I don't understand tongues. That is, by the way, the entire point. There are some things you don't understand. So the spirit... For example, the perfect will of God. You don't understand it, but in the spirit, you're praying the perfect will of God. So there's some things that are beyond your understanding that if you get out of yourself you would, and in the spirit that you could have an influence authority over, but you can't have it in your... If, if, let, me, let me put it this way. If your level of freedom and authority ends at your level of understanding, then the thing that actually holds you in your limitation is your understanding so you can't get beyond your understanding because you won't go beyond your understanding and what's funny about that is that there's all kinds of things in your life that you do that you don't understand 
There's already all kinds of stuff you do that you don't understand. Just in the natural realm. You know, electricity. You, you, sh- you, you enjoy the benefits of it, but very few people actually understand it. Uh, your cell phone. Your texting. How does that get from your phone through the air to another phone, and it's the right one? Not, I mean, the one you wanted it to go to. When, you know, you're in Hawaii. La- last time you were in Hawaii, uh, I-, I called up Greg. He is on the beaches of Hawaii. How does the right phone answer at the right place? I don't understand. Well, since you don't do things you don't understand, turn your phone off. So I- all I'm trying to get you to see is that it might be possible that there's an enemy who is robbing you of some great tools that you could use. But you have decided that since you don't understand it, you're not going to do it. And the whole point of the Spirit is to empower you beyond your understanding. It's your connection to God who is not limited to your understanding. So you've got an enemy who's messed up. You know, it's like he scrambled the eggs and, and you've got God saying, I can still fix this. You with me? Where are we? Oh, praise Jesus. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. He who speaks in tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Can I just tell you this? Some things are for the whole church. Some things are for the individual. Some things are for the individual. Some things are for the whole church. But we're, we're just today, just today I, just, I just want to talk about praying in the Spirit just so that you can see that this, this is really for you. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. How many times, and, and again, I'm going to ask questions because I, now I've really, I've got to fly. I'm going to, I'm going to be done in like seven minutes. But I'm going to ask questions, and I just want you to think with me for a minute, okay? Don't actually respond. Don't shout out answers. It could, could be wrong, embarrassing. Um, but how many times have you heard people say, I left that church because I quit being fed? And the reason I say don't respond, because some of you have said that. I'm not fed there anymore. I'm not fed. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself. At some point, you kind of got to take responsibility. Okay? You know, when, when, uh, uh, when Shelby and I first, had, first got married, uh, we decided that we were going to be married five years before we had kids. Just spend five years together. Five years uh, just loving, getting to know each other. Five years and, and, until we had kids. How many of you believe there's power in a plan? I've always, I believe in the power of a plan. So five years and seven days later, Evan was born. There's power in a plan. And uh, seriously, five years, seven days later, we're bringing Evan home from the hospital. And there were, there were moments that we actually had to put a bottle in Evan's mouth. And we fed him with, with a bottle. And, uh, you know, he had to be fed. So you feed him with a bottle. Giving a baby a bottle is it's kind of what you do, ain't it? But when you have to part the whiskers to put the bottle in, something's wrong with that picture. Okay, and, and, and I know I have to be careful because I might offend some of you saints that have been in the way for 25 years. I've been in the way 25, get out the way. And realize that you got to edify yourself. You build up yourself. You feed yourself. You grow yourself. 
You take responsibility for your victory and for your daily walk. I do not need you to call me tomorrow and say, Pastor, you still saved? You still saved? You going to make it? Because I saw how them people treated you at church. No, edify yourself. Now, you're just a baby. We're going we're gonna, to, we love to pour into the babies, right? Everybody loves to hold a baby, pat the baby, hold the baby, you know, and fight over the baby. But when, as the baby grows up, new babies come and we set that one down. Next. <laughs> Praise Jesus, right? We're just reading Bible. Just going to hurry up. Just reading Bible. You, you know, uh, you edify yourself. You, you, you grow yourself. You get you get your own coffee. What do I do when Shelby's out of town? Weird. I find my own cup. Probably shouldn't have said that, huh? You know, back in the day, maybe, maybe some of you still do it, but back in the day, or maybe you see other people, you know, now because of the laws and everything, there are people that when they have to have their cigarette, and, and, and trust me, is he going to preach against cigarettes? No. I, I don't care if, if you smoke. I don't care. Actually, you don't smoke. Cigarette smoke, right? You just a sucker. <sighs> okay, but uh, but uh, I just I had this, it's a joke. Okay, it's one of my favorite jokes, but it's a joke. Uh, I I'll light you. I'll buy your next pack. I can't afford a carton for you, but I'll give you a pack. Uh, I don't care. But we, uh, in today's society, to smoke, you got to get up from the desk. You got to push yourself. You got to walk down the hall. You got to go outside, rain or shine. You got to go across the street and stand over there at Smoker's Corner. Right? You know, it's like when I was in high school, we, you know, they did that. <laughs> Get over there to Smoker's Corner, you know, and hang out. And uh, how about this? How about the next time you're at work? And, and oh, man, it's just getting How about you say, excuse me? I, I just need a break. And you push away. And you walk out and, you, and, I don't know, you get out in the parking lot, maybe you stand next to your car, and you pray in the Spirit. You, you really do not have to stop the business meeting and say, Ronald, I must go prophesy. I'm going to speak in an, unknown tongue, in an unknown tongue. Just started doing it right there. In an unknown tongue. How about you just go find a place just for a few minutes? Come back in and say, okay, let's get back on this thing. I know guys that have to do that, you know, with, with the cigarette. You start getting stressed and they go out and they smile and they come back and they're, they're easier to work with now. Right? Well, why not just get in the spirit? How come it has to be so weird? You know, I've been to church all my life. I was born and raised in church. Never one time of it. Rolled around on the floor, barked like a dog, jumped up and caught onto a lamp and swung through the room. Never done that. Well, no, wait a minute. There was a time after church that some of us got together. We went down and got the Mad Dog 2020. You know what I'm saying, bro? And we got so toasted we were falling on the floor, howling at the moon. But that ain't got much to do with church and being in the spirit. Hello? Spirit ain't coming to make you weak. The spirit, or weird, the spirit's coming to empower you, to get you beyond yourself, to get you connected to a God who knows no limitation. Don't let the enemy rip you off with some weird, whacked out belief system that you got down at the, what kind of church was it? 
She's speaking in tongues again. At the Episcopalian place. You know, I, whether your background's Baptist, my mom was a Baptist. If she was here right now, I'd make fun of her. Uh, you know, whether you're Baptist, whether you're Catholic, it don't, I don't care about it. But just don't buy into the stuff that they said that wasn't really Bible. Because the Bible's telling us to do this. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 15. I got two more minutes. I, I have 13 more scriptures. I'll, I'll read them to you. I mean, how many do you need? I'm just asking, how, how many do you need? We, 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 can, we can give you all these different scriptures. When are you going to start believing? Well, I don't believe. It's just the Bible. Look. What's the conclusion? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. Look at that. Look, look at that. For just, just read that verse for a minute. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. When do you sing in English? When, when do you sing, if, if, you, if you know Spanish, when do you sing in Spanish? When you will. You know? Whenever you will. When, when, when are you going to sing in spirit? When you will. You know, people who don't, people who don't pray in the spirit, it's because they won't. Well, the, you know, well, God hasn't made me do that yet. God hasn't made me do that yet. You, expe- you think God's going to make you? By the way, just, just a weird thought for you. Just a totally weird thought. God doesn't speak in tongues. He don't need to. You speak in tongues because you need to. Why? Because the Bible says to. Well, I don't believe. I can hear all the arguments now. I can hear them now. You guys are crazy, really. I'm just reading you the Bible. Honestly, if, you, if you'd rather smoke a cigarette, you know, walk a mile for a camel. Do it. Get the walking shoes off. But you know, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Because I, I, I just believe that there's more there for you than what maybe you got. i tell you how we stayed married 25 years and Shelby's been successful. She has prayed in the Spirit. Come on, get real. You do not live with me and not pray in the Spirit. <laughs> That's the loudest amen I've heard from you ever. Dog. Dog. Uh, when, when, when are you going to do it? When you will. I can hear the arguments. Well, I don't believe that speaking in tongues is the manifestation of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Okay, good. I don't think you have to pray in tongues to prove that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I think you're filled with the Holy Ghost when you're running. Okay, great. But this verse does not say believe in the Spirit and believe with the understanding. Hello? Was that too confusing for you? It says, I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with the understanding. I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. It does not say I will think in the spirit and think with the understanding. I will feel in the spirit and feel. The, no, it says pray and sing. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Let, let me just read a few of these. Don't, don't even try to put them up. Okay, you guys write them down. I'll tell you which ones I want, okay? Because there, there's a couple of them. Acts 1, 5. Acts 1, 8. Acts 2, 4. Acts 4, 37. Acts 8, 14. Acts 19, 2. It's all about... Put Acts 19, 2 up. Check this out. 
all about the Spirit, all about being filled with the Spirit, all about speaking in tongues. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, we have not so much as even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Okay, got a question for you. Why do you ask that question? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Old King James, since you believed. Why did he ask that? Because it's obvious something's missing. You're born again, I, I get it. But there's something ain't just, something ain't right. Where, where's that victory at? Where's that, where's it? I, I know you're going through a hard time, but where's that joy? Where's that spirit of, where's that spirit of peace in the middle of a storm? Where's that confidence that comes that when you've built yourself up on your most holy faith that, that you know I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. Where's that attitude that says, hey, I'm in the perfect will of God and because of that I know that all things are going to work together for my good. Where, where's the mentality that says no weapon formed against me can prosper but every tongue that rises against me I can condemn because this is the heritage of the children of the living God, saith the Lord. Where is that thing on you guys and they said well we we didn't even know that there was a holy ghost we've been baptized we we prayed that sinner's prayer see i can i just without being offensive can i just tell you that that in a lot of our lives we're close but there's still something missing well you you might have grown up around it you, you know what, what uh, was so devastating in my life? I have brothers and sisters. Really don't have anything to do with God, don't serve God at all. Because they were around Christians that had everything except a relevant relationship with God. Church people... You know, there's a reason. What shows it? Is it Saturday Night Live that, where they had the church lady? There's a reason that's funny. There's a reason they can get such a laugh. Because the world is full of people who go to church and think that because they have a membership at a church that gives them the right to have a holier-than-thou attitude, and they're still bitter, they're still broken, they're still bleeding, they're still desperate, they're still hurting, they're still in need of something but they got this big old sign that says look at me and this is what god can do for you and quite frankly the world has enough problems of its own don't need to add that church junk to it It, my boys have grown up in church they're wonderful they are marvelous they're little geniuses but because they grew up in my house don't mean that they're going to have the level of victory, freedom uh, that I have. They're going to have to practice what I practice. And I'm, they don't have to do it the way I do it. They have to be led by the Spirit. Just because you walk in clothes. Look, you can go stand out in the garage all you want. It ain't going to make you a car. I eat at Taco Bell, and I ain't Mexican. Right? You can be a member of a spirit-filled church. That don't mean you'll be led by the spirit. You might not have any spirit at all. You can be dry and in desperate need and be, have it all around you. But I can, I can tell that there's a lot of good people. There's just a little something missing. How about we just 
release ourselves to the reality that there's something bigger than we are, something more powerful than we are, something more effective than, than we can do on our own. And if we just surrender to the Spirit of God, oh, can you imagine what happened to Tri-Cities Washington if, if, if all of our three services, remember the group, 800 plus over at, at Three Rivers, and we're, we've grown since then, guys. Can you imagine what would happen if we just got a bunch of people that instead of complaining, instead of getting negative, instead of fighting and arguing, when a trouble came, they said, just give me a minute. And they got to shundai on for just like five minutes. Just, What's he doing? He's talking to himself again. Okay, I'm ready. Maybe you quit throwing gutters, spiritual gutters. Maybe you get a strike or two. Maybe you just knock down a pin. Can I challenge you this morning? Just pray in the Spirit. The Bible says that if you ask the Father for something, he'll give it to you. That if you ask him for the Spirit, he, you'll receive it. And if it, it, it's like if you ask for bread, he wouldn't give you a stone. It went, the, everything in the Bible works this way. You believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth, and you're saved. You're saved. How are you going to get the Spirit? You're going to ask for it. If you believe him, you're going you're gonna to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You're going to pray in the Spirit. You're just going to pray in the Spirit. Well, I need somebody to teach me. No, you don't. You just need to pray in the Spirit. You actually got to open up your mouth and say something. But, you know, my, my three boys are geniuses, but there wasn't one of them. And we, we, we expected it, but we were sadly disappointed. But we, we thought when we brought them home, that the, their, their first words would be, Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Can I mow the lawn? The, the, you know, the, that's not what they, you know, the, the, they didn't start that way. They said, What's up? Can I have some money? No. No, they had little sounds. It didn't make any sense. Couldn't under, what, you know, we need a translator to tell us what they said. And, and it's just one or two words at a time. Maybe that's where you're going to start off in the spirit. Maybe you're not going to start off fluent. But wherever you are, start praying in the spirit. I don't care if all you get is la. 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 Let, let, let me, oh gosh, I'm way over. Here's the deal. One day you might be under such tremendous stress and all you got is that law but the bible says you know what in everything in everything count it all joy and in everything through prayer and supplication you let your you know get get your joy on don't don't throw away your get your joy and so and all you got in your spirit is love so instead of instead of slapping your wife instead of screaming at the kid instead of firing the employees instead of ramming the boss's car maybe you just get out in the side of the parking lot and you just go love because that's all I got. All I got is a love. So I just do a love. Love, love, love. Love. You know, this is me by myself. You're not there to egg me on. Love. Love, 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 love. I don't, I've done this for 30 seconds and I don't feel better. Love. Love. Feel like a chicken. Love. Me and God having my conversation. God, when's this going to work? Look, look. You said it. You said, look. This ain't working, man. I feel like an idiot. And, but it won't be long till in the middle of your look, you get a loop. You hear that? You hear that calling people? Listen, look, 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 you know. And you get your, you, you just develop that thing. And then all of a sudden, wow, the Spirit of God rises up inside of you. And, and it's been a whopping, you know, six minutes. And you go back in the office and you ain't wanting to hurt anybody. You got answers. 
You got a peace that passes your understanding, that keeps your heart and your mind riveted on him. Oh, if I had more time, I could make you laugh. I could get you all drunk in the Holy Ghost. You got to edify yourself. We're all out of time. Bow your head. Thank you, Father. I got two questions I'm going to ask them at the same time. Are you here today and you don't even have a relationship with God? You need God in your life? I'm not talking about, well, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm talking about relevant relationship with God. We don't want you to leave this place today separated from God. Jesus came to connect you to God. If you're here today, in just a minute, we're all going to pray this prayer together, but I'm going to ask you to, to, to do something that makes this uh, personal and real in, in your life and in your situation. Are you here today and, and you need God? Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I want to receive the gift. There were, those, you know, in the book of Acts, it talks about that, that Philip was preaching and Peter and John, they came, they started praying for people that they might receive the gift and that, so that they would pray in the spirit so that they could pray. Until, are you here today? Say, you know what? Maybe it's been a long time. I just need to get that thing going again. Maybe I, you've never prayed in the spirit. You're just ready today to receive the gift. It, well, I'm not talking about getting weird and being strange and carrying a family Bible. And, but, you know, I'm just talking about opening it up and surrendering and using that prayer language so you can edify yourself. So you build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We're just talking Bible. I'm going to release that. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you. When we get ready to pray today, I'm going to ask you to, to just receive the gift and let God energize you. If you're here and you need God, just real quick, hold your hand up. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Hold your hand up and say, Pastor, that's me. I need God today. Thank you. You can put that hand down. Anybody, I need God. I, I want to receive relationship with, through, with Jesus. I know that God sent his son, Jesus, to reconcile me and to put me in the ministry, actually. Give me the ministry of reconciliation. I want to receive the love, the acceptance, the forgiveness. Anybody else? Just hold your hand up so I can see it real quick. We're all going to pray. Anybody else? You can put your hand down. Anybody else? That's me. Include me in this prayer. Include me in this prayer. I want Jesus in my life today. Everybody here, say this prayer. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love, your acceptance, your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me vision. I'll live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In Jesus' name.